Hey everybody, welcome back to I'm Being Frank. I'm Frank, and with me today is... Jesse. And today, I don't really have a topic to rant on, so it's just going to be a review of Thor Ragnarok, because I'm going to rant on it enough. So, going to just kind of keep it spoiler-free for one or two minutes before going into it, because there's not too much I can say before getting into all my issues with the movie and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. Generally, I I walked out of the theater happy. Uh, so I, I, uh, I look at the movie positively, even though I may have a long list of things I want to say about it. I, I did walk out of the movie feeling good. I'm glad we didn't record last night. Otherwise, I probably would have been giving it a lot higher of a opinion than yeah. I'm going to now. I kind of took a day to sit and think about it. But yeah. overall, I think if anyone sees the movie, you're going to walk out liking it and look at the movie favorably. And I guess I'm given kind of like a pass-fail situation to where it passes. You? It was a superhero movie. There were things I liked and things I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a lot of the general what you expect at this point of like being... I don't know, what are we, 14 movies in on the MCU? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> Wait, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I will say it is easily the best Thor movie. Yeah. Not counting Avengers. Yeah. But then again, that, that really doesn't say much. The bar was set pretty low. I don't know. I enjoyed the first Thor movie. I... I haven't talked about it on here, but I hate that movie with a passion because they use way, way, way too many Dutch camera angles. And that's when the camera's just tilted like 45 degrees and it's just supposed to make you feel uneasy. But that was like the default of it. Like they didn't know how to shoot the movie level. But from a story perspective. From a story perspective, it's about. Thor, God of Thunder, who then loses his hammer and has to, you you know, be a superhero without his hammer. I, I Kind of like-, like in Thor 3. <laughs> well, and I, I liked the story aspect of it. I mean, I agree with you on the camera angles. I didn't like that. But from a story perspective, I enjoyed it. To me, the the best part, part of Thor 1 was Hawkeye, and he's barely in it. <laughs> That's how they introduced him, just a couple of lines, and I don't even think he shot an arrow in the movie. I don't know. It's been a while since no, I watched no, he, it. He had Thor lined up to shoot at him, and they tell him to wait or something. But yeah, that movie was uh, was garbage. And then they came out with a second one that, even though I liked it slightly better than the first one, a lot of people don't like that one either. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more of the sense that it didn't have that many Dutch angles. Yeah. Different director, so that's a given. And then we get Sorcery, Ragnarok, and yeah, I there are a lot of jokes in the movie. Yep. People have been saying it's like the funniest MCU movie, and I, I disagree with it. I I think... I think people are getting saying that it's the funniest just because usually with humor, the most recent is always 
way funnier, but I don't think the humor is really going to hold up over time. I agree. Like, that's my problem with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It had a lot of jokes, but every time I rewatch the movie, I'm not... Of course, I know the jokes are coming, so I'm not going to be laughing as much, but with Guardians 2, the jokes just seem to kind of drag the movie down. And we were in pretty much a packed theater for Thor 3, mm-hmm. or Ragnarok, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to refer to it as Thor. And there was a lot of laughter, a lot of jokes. And then I had a discussion with someone, because they were worried about there being too much, too many jokes in a movie where laughing will make you miss lines. Mm-hmm. And then I realized during the entire thing, there's only one line that I missed because of people laughing. And looking back, it According to my memory, it feels like they leave enough space after each joke for you to laugh. Yeah. So now I'm going to be worried about when I rewatch it to the point where I'm not laughing. If it's just going to be like watching a sitcom with the laugh track muted. <laughs> where people just stand around and wait for the laughter to end and then they continue going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are so many lines in the movie that are made to make you laugh. But there's no other reason for a character to be saying something. Right. Like, this isn't really spoilery, because I'm not putting in any context at all, but there's a gag that involves Loki falling for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then after he stops falling, he says he's been falling for a half hour. In which, the way time kind of works in this movie, that really doesn't seem funny. Like, there's no reason for him to say it. He doesn't... I mean, he's a god. Why would he care about time? Right. But later on, there's kind of a little bit where a lot of time passed for one character and not the other. So that gets into the science of, you know... I don't know what the science is. Like, what was it? Interstellar? Like, the farther they got away from Earth, the more time passed on Earth, but not to them. I I don't know the name of... That, I, I, I don't know. That was like a whole part of the movie that I'm like... That's one eh. part of science in movies that I don't agree with, where I feel like no matter how far away I go from Earth, I'm going to age just as much as people on Earth, because it's like we're synced up. Time is kind of just different on each planet. Like, I mean, what would be a half hour to Loki? Is that a half hour in, you know, his home world's time, Earth's time? I don't know. That's too much thought for a Thor. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking too much over a throwaway line that was specifically made for people to laugh. And, but yeah, I, again, I walked out of the movie positive. I, I enjoyed it. But there's just so much in it that is unnecessary. And I agree. Like, from the. All right. I think this is going to end it for the non spoiler talk. Because I don't know what I'm going to say next because I'm winging it like an amateur. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend go see it. If you own any of the other Thor movies, you're going to be like me and buy it and put it up, even though I hated the first two. <laughs> it's all one long series. But as far as if I had to give it a grade, I would probably give it a good solid, I don't know, six and a half to seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, I would too. It's not what the internet and reviewers like in all the ads are saying best MCU. Like, I hate that so much. Like, 
was it was Logan this year. Then there's Guardians. It's like every movie they come out with is always at least one reviewer saying it's the best of the MCU, and then they just keep well, going not, with it. They can't. I know they got to sell a movie. I, I, I kind of want sort of good. I, I do want to see one advertisement for an MCU movie. Like it's the third best. <laughs> be a little more truthful. Like hey, it, it's good. It, it's it's not going to be great, but it, it's good. I would like that movie a lot more if they advertise it like that. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the best, but you'll laugh. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Alright, so pretty much means the whole rest of the episode is just going to be, like I tweeted out, me taking the movie behind the shed and (laughs) kind of putting it down a little. Again, no. I I enjoyed the movie. I liked it, but the rest is going to be spoiler filled. Alright, you're still listening. You, You had your chance. Tune in next week. I really wish that they never made Doctor Strange. I know I've said it before in other forums and tweets that I do not like the Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of people love it for some reason, even though he's just a shittier version. And I don't mean shitty as in quality. I mean shitty as in he's just a shittier person than Tony Stark. And he made weapons that kill a lot of people. And this is just a doctor that doesn't know how to drive. (laughs) But he doesn't really learn anything in the movie. And I just find that movie pointless. And I'm getting to a point here. If they never made the Doctor Strange movie and Thor Ragnarok was Strange's very first appearance in the MCU, Mm -hmm. I would have liked his character a lot more. Like, watching the movie, he just pops in. It's, like, just one scene, which you see part of it in the after credits scene of Doctor Strange. And the introduction of him just being, like, a full-fledged Doctor Strange with his powers, that that was all I needed was that little intro scene. Like, I don't need the whole two-hour backstory of all that bullshit and magic that happened and... <laughs> I don't need to know that he can control time because I hate that aspect. Just have him pop up in Sword Ragnarok like he did and then throw him in Fanny where I would have been happy. So yeah, I like the Doctor Strange cameo in it. That one threw me because I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. Although I was really tired when we watched Doctor Strange. So I don't think I paid that much attention. So I didn't know. He's a prick that broke his hands and went to go see some monks and learn some magic. And then he fought some giant cloud monster or something. I don't fucking I th- know. I think you're mi- starting to mix it up with your Rick and Morty thing that you did. No, I'm not. <laughs> and then he just kills Doctor Strange a million different times because he has a time loop going to where when he dies, just comes back anyway and... Just got the monster to give up, otherwise they'll just do that till the end of time. That's it's, too much thought for a yeah. superhero movie. He's not even like a superhero, is he? he? He's just a weird doctor. We already have one of those. Well, actually, many of those. Doctor Who. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a fan of like magic and stuff, but yeah, I'm not a fan of magic, but if Sor Ragnarok was my only exposure to Strange, I would have liked his character the way it was done. And I guess I'm I'm starting to see a pattern with the MCU that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. 
we had we had Avengers, and immediately after Avengers was Iron Man three, and they kind of made a story that put Tony on his own with no other Avengers. So I can kind of see how Marvel is just embracing this shared universe and always having other people pop into the movies instead of having to come up with stories where they're separate. Even though in comic books, everyone still has their own thing, and every now and then people do cross over. But Captain America 3 was just Avengers without Thor and Hulk, and now we know what they were doing during all that. Mm -hmm. And then there was, what? I don't know, there's Doctor Strange came out. No one was in that, but that also... He was new, so there wouldn't be anybody. Mm-hmm. It's easier for when there to be a new superhero for other Avengers to not be in it, because they don't need him to be. And then there's Spider-Man Homecoming. They put Iron Man in there, because Spider-Man was in Captain America 3. And now we have Thor, so then they add in Hulk. Which, I liked Hulk in the movie. I did, too. But I feel like they're start. I mean, I just start feel that they want to make their movies seem better by adding in these other heroes and not giving anyone their own standalone, really. That's just their new pattern, and I think we're going to keep seeing that. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't get mad at them because that is what is really selling the movie is the dynamic because we're never going to get a standalone Hulk movie. I really wish that I hadn't known that Hulk was going to be in it. I, I thought the same thing because there's that huge long stretch in the beginning where you just keep hearing uh, about the contender, the contender. You know, he's, he has to fight this mystery contender that's not a mystery to anybody who... Yeah, it's not a mystery to anybody. It's, it's not a mystery. He's, even if you haven't seen... If you're one of the Zero Frames people and haven't seen a single trailer, you knew he was in it by the poster. Yeah. There's, there's no secret about it. So you know... This whole time when there's the mystery of who's he going to fight. We all know who it's going to be. So it just feels like, why are they dragging it, it out? It felt so repetitive and really exhausting. But at, at the same time, when they wrote the movie, I'm sure to them, they weren't thinking, hey, Hulk is going to be a linchpin in the advertising campaign. Yeah. But the whole reveal of it being the Incredible Hulk, not... A surprise to anybody at all. Yeah. Like, maybe they could have advertised it a little differently of just, like... There's a line in the movie to where Banner says he doesn't know if he changes into the Hulk again. Banner might never come back. Mm-hmm. They really played that up to where I feel like maybe if they put... Advertised the movie as not Thor and Hulk, but Thor and Banner. Mm-hmm. But then you'll be hearing about the whole contender. You're going to assume it's Hulk anyway. So the cat's out of the bag. Then there's Loki in the movie. Which, I don't know. I'm getting tired of Loki. What really sucks is I really love Tom Hiddleston. And I've always really liked Loki. And it really sucks having to not like. Because of the way that it's done. Well, it's just... it's It was... The second Thor movie all over again with Loki just kind of always flip-flopping between being good and being bad. Well, he is the god of mischief. I know he's a god of mischief, <laughs> but you can 
you can be very mischievous and not try to kill everybody in the universe. Right. Not try to take over a planet every chance you get. I really like when he's being good. I mean, I play pranks on you, but I don't try to kill you. <laughs> Yet. Eek. <laughs> it's like Loki just becomes kind of like a walking MacGuffin, or not MacGuffin, Ex Machina in the movie. And that's how he was in the other Sora movies. So what, this is the fourth Loki movie, isn't it? Oh, he was in the original Avengers. Yeah. Has he been in... Yeah, he was in Sora, Sora 2, this one. But has he been in any- anything else? I don't know if he popped up, but... I mean, he wasn't a main villain in 2 and 3, but he still teams up and then just tries to take over again. And it's I just... like when he's being good. I really hate when they just flip him, because they're like, oh, well, gotta make him bad now. And it feels so forced when they make him bad. I like to see when somebody becomes redeemed. But even, like, near the end of the movie where they talk about heading back towards Earth, how how are they gonna bring him back on Earth and not piss off everyone on Earth? He literally tried to take over the world in Avengers... And that ended with him being sent to prison. But then in Sword 2, they let him out because Sword needed him. But at the end of Avengers, we agreed to let Loki go with him because he was going to prison. And he killed a lot of people. Like, Loki, the New York attack killed a lot of people. Yeah. Not only that, he he is the reason why there was Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, him and Tony was the reason. Ow. I don't know. Maybe just lock him up again. Can he kill him? I don't know. I don't know. I, I See, and that's where I'm stuck on this, because I really like the actor, and I like the well, that's character. that's kind of why like, everyone likes Iron Man, even though Iron Man was best in Iron Man 1 and Avengers... I think it's more of people really like Robert Downey Jr. is the reason why Iron Man has become so big in the MCU. I did like the callback to the first Avengers when Thor and Hulk are fighting and he does the exact same move that he did to Loki when slamming him into the floor. That was awesome. And this movie was a little more heavy-handed on callbacks to other movies. Mm -hmm. Like near the end there... Uh, Banner decides he's going to risk and transform into Hulk again for the final fight, but we all know that's going to come because why else would he be there? He's just like Loki and it's just needed whenever. But there was a scene in Incredible Hulk and in Thor Ragnarok where they jumps out of a plane of some kind to show that he's going to transform on the fall down, but he doesn't and Hits the ground and then pops back up as Hulk. I did like that it was a callback to Incredible Hulk because now that just even more than what Civil War did solidify that version of Hulk in the MCU because there are people that kind of want to forget about that movie and deny it as not really being a part of the MCU even though it is. And I like it. Yeah. There was one callback that. What? That really 
pissed me off Which in one? a way. The new character, Hella, constantly saying Neil. It bothers me because of when we figure out who Hella is and the fact that it makes no sense. What do you mean it makes no sense? Well, uh, see, that what? That she's Loki's older sister? No, well, technically she's Thor's. However, Uh, why is it that she looks so much like Loki? Like they look like they are I don't know, real maybe brother she's and sister. Adopted too. I'm thinking. I don't know. Don't go that because we haven't done research into whatever the real comic book background is. I don't know. It just it was something that I, bugged me. She's so much like Loki. But well, because before Sor came along, we find out Odin was all about forcefully taking over everything, which I don't know how they kept that from. Thor and Loki. Right, that like the whole story behind her. I was originally I know, like, intrigued. Like, imagine we had a child, and then they turned out to be like a serial killer, or maybe we helped them kill like a homeless person. But then they became a much bigger serial killer, so then we got to get rid of them. But then we have other kids. We might not tell the other kids about the psycho older sibling. The whole storyline just sounded really ridiculous. The storyline for Hela didn't matter at all. All they wanted to do was just figure out a way to get Sore on a planet with Hulk for that whole thing. She was just, even though she was the main storyline of what was going on, she was just a B story just it was, sitting out there. It was and unnecessary. Then, and then... When she does show up in the movie, when they're on in that field with mm-hmm. Odin, I really hated that scene. I hated it, too. Because when you watch the trailers and you see Thor throwing the hammer at Hela and she catches it and destroys it, in the first trailer, that scene wasn't in a field like it is in the movie. It's mm-hmm. in what I'm assuming... Uh, what sort of planet... Thor's planet? Yeah, where he's from. What, Asgard? Asgard? There we go. No, Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> a lot of ass jokes. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it looked like it was in Asgard when she destroys the hammer and all that, but then there's a later trailer where it's the scene in the movie where there was the field in the background, but only the background has changed and not the foreground, and it just looked really shitty. Like you it looked can, really fake. You could tell they were superimposed on a background that wasn't before, which, I mean, when they shot it for them being in Asgard, I'm sure they shot it on green screen, but for some reason they did not feel like they belonged in that field environment. Yes. And that was also coupled with a very heavy scene on just of exposition where you could tell that was a reshot or a scene that they came up with after, like a reshoot, a reshoot or whatever. And Carl Urban was a complete waste in the movie. I feel, yeah, his character only existed for one reason, I believe, mm-hmm. for her to have someone to talk to to just spit out exposition to instead of just telling the audience what's going on. He was just there to not say a word, just to walk beside her. As she just went over this complete long history of who she is and uncovering the secret hidden painting of the past. 
he only existed for them to figure out a way to deliver what we need to know. It's like they had two completely different stories, and they should have stuck with one. Like, No, they had the idea of what they wanted to do with this Jeff Goldblum planet. I, which I hated. It felt so stupid. Now, I like Jeff Goldblum. Like, Jeff Goldblum did his role well. Hold on. He did he he did a fantastic job in that role to a character that I really don't like in which the character should have been written I think in a different way. But I think it was they were like, okay, people didn't like the other movies. People really like Guardians. Guardians two looks really funny. Let's just make this a comedy and make this character just a fool. Where I feel like I feel like Jeff Goldblum's character, if he went to like a community college and lived in a dorm, his roommate would have been Trevor from Iron Man Three. <laughs> I think those two would get along great. Yeah, but I did not like his character, even though that's he only he could deliver that character the way he did. Because but I did not like that character in the movie. That's because the character is pretty much just him, dressed in this crazy outfit on this planet. It to me didn't feel like he was acting. He was just being Jeff himself. Goldblum. Yeah, well, and I hate when <laughs> actors do that. Like, <sighs> like I like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park and Independence Day. Me too. In which they are trying to be a different character that's not them. But in Thor Ragnarok, it's not Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum knowing he's playing Jeff Goldblum. So it kind of falsely doubles up on the amount of gold. It, it it's it was too much, and I was kind of excited when I first saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, oh, I like this actor. But then I'm like, I liked him in those things when he was being a different person other than himself. Well, that and his other movies, I believe people people want to believe that they really like Jeff Goldblum. But really, they liked the other movies he was in, so they are transferring the false, like, the love they have for that movie, associating it with Jeff Goldblum, can just... Yeah. But again, the movie made me laugh. It did. I enjoyed it. But it was just everyone outside of S.W.O.R.D. just seemed to... I don't know. It just... Geez, everyone's saying this is like the best movie ever, and it's I'm just—it's really not. It, not. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's a fun. It's like a roller coaster. It's a fun ride. You're gonna laugh sometimes, but I don't think <laughs> under repeated viewings it's gonna hold up over time. And like a lot of the other ones, it's gonna—I'll say it's in the top fifty percent of MCU movies. I haven't gone back and redone my entire list of where everything falls because just getting too complicated at this point and nothing can touch Iron Man and Avengers. I think those are at the top two of my list. I think Avengers is my number one. Iron Man's still my number one because I don't know. It wasn't so heavy focused on building up other stuff. Like this one, we had to deal with more Infinity Stones. Now, there's one thing I did not like the movie, but I cannot hold it against it at all. 
and I'm the only one in the world that's gonna say this one thing that I didn't like about it, but it's because I have a script that's written that kind of has a similar message for the ending. Okay, yeah. Because again, we're in the spoiler talk, so you probably have seen the movie, if you're listening to this, or if you're listening to it, you don't give a fuck, (laughs) so I'm not gonna either. But they get to the point where they realize they can't save Asgard, so they just release this whatever demon creature from the beginning of the movie to destroy it, and in turn, that destroys Hela. So then it becomes about letting Asgard get destroyed, and it's about getting all the people out of there and go out into the universe to find a new home. In which I have a script that ends very much. <laughs> I have an end of the world movie script that partway through the movie, I'm ruining my own script that's never going to get made, probably. <laughs> Halfway, like, the script I wrote, I only want the first half of the movie to ever be advertised because it, it plays very much like an end of the world type movie involving aliens. Except I took it a step farther and went. Fuck it, this time around, the aliens are going to win, and the planet's going to get destroyed. So the second half of the movie is just about evacuating Earth and getting people off the planet for safety. So yeah, that's one thing I really didn't like about, but again, that isn't affecting my score or whatever of the movie. It's just... Fuck. But technically, mine still holds up because my script is still on Earth. Yes. I don't know. This movie to me just felt exhausting. And a lot I mean, of stuff felt say exhausting. It's just. Again, we walked out of the movie pretty positive about it. it I don't know. It, it just. There's nothing special about the movie besides people like Hulk now. Well, I've always liked Hulk. I've always but... liked Hulk too, but now it's. You get to see him be a little more flushed out. You get to see a lot more Banner. You get to see a lot more of Hulk. You get to see his ass and jokes Again. about his dick. Oh, it was so like I I couldn't with all of the ass jokes. It got to be too much. It, I don't know. But it really felt like I believe after Guardians Volume One came out that they went okay. Let's. And it's really hard not to think of James Gunn when you see this movie, because it feels really like, all right, we got to make this, like, Guardians, let's just make it a comedy. Because it it really was. Some people say it's the funniest, but, I don't know, like, I don't think it's the funniest out of the MCU movies, but it does have a lot more, it takes a lot more shots at trying to be funny. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm just not... I don't know. I like a lot of comedies, and I can appreciate the jokes, but I had bigger laughs in other movies. Yeah. Although what was funny, there was a moment in the movie where I was the only person that laughed, and I felt like an asshole. I I can't even remember what... Something happened with Loki and Thor, and to me, the... The way they were acting together, whatever happened with them, it was funny. And I was literally the only person that chuckled. Was that when he 
when they're on Earth and he kind of falls through the Doctor Strange thing? No, no, no. It was, um... Oh, man. Riveting. Riveting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the... Uh, but yeah, a lot of the movie is kind of just forgettable. I can't even picture a favorite part. <laughs> That's what... I, I feel really uh, my favorite part is kind of like the linchpin of the movie, and that's the fight. Like, the movie was just advertised as Thor versus Hulk for one scene. Yeah, that was fun. Although mm. I'd seen the trailer so many times that it wasn't as fun anymore. Oh, the, the movie did make me like Age of Ultron a little more with the whole Hulk lullaby. Yes! But even then, that became too much of a running joke. It did! Then it got annoying. Like, they should have only... like. Because during the fight, Thor tries to calm him down mm-hmm. after Hulk's in the wall and goes, Hey, big fella, sun's getting low. That was hilarious. That was. But then they just kept doing the running joke of running into the ground of Thor just repeating, The sun's getting low, sun's getting low. It's like, damn it, it's like, shut you, up, it, Thor. You had a perfect moment <laughs> in which they used it, and then they just kept running it into the ground. That's why, to me, it felt so exhausting, because by the end of the movie, I'm like, it was so repetitive with their jokes and with the same thing. I don't know. And also because nothing surprised me except for the Doctor Strange thing, because I I didn't know he was in it. I think I knew he was in it, but I just forgot about it, because, yeah, they were advertised with some in it, but it's just... Forgettable thing. Although I will say I would totally read a comic book called The Revengers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like that aspect of were the Revengers. Like, I, I, I would kind of watch that movie. Like if they made that like reteam them up with Thor, Hulk, that one chick, the uh, the knockoff uh, discount Robin Williams character. I don't know why, uh, Kronk or whatever his name was. Oh, that guy, yeah. Like, uh, the like the gray or blue rock guy. I don't know, like, the whole time I was watching, I went, are they doing, like, a Robin Williams impersonation? But it turns out that's that was the director of the movie. Oh. And I, I enjoyed the character, but part of it just kind of felt like, I don't, I don't know, it felt a little, reminded me too much of Robin Williams, and that's not the fault of their own, that's just me, I guess. I don't know, I'm a weirdo. Oh, now I remember what the part was I laughed about. What was that? He, um, when he hit Loki, because Loki kept on moving, and the joke was that he uh, wasn't really in the room or whatever. Yeah. And then he hit him with the electric thing. The the thing that he had, ori- that Thor yeah. had originally, he still was able to get him. I laughed at that, because I'm like, oh, he knew. It wasn't even a really funny moment, per se, but I was like, oh, yeah, he finally got him. I was the only person that laughed, but I guess it was, to me, it was funny in the moment. Man, I only remember one moment with that, like, when he was about to get the ship. Yeah, that's the moment. Yeah, he shocked him. Yeah, he shocked him. and but no, he, people laughed. Uh, I don't know. At the moment that I laughed, I was the only one in the theater that laughed. Um Anyway, even though I spent the last half hour bashing the movie, I really did enjoy it. But it, I don't know, the movie's like kind of, kind of like pizza. You you can enjoy it, even bad pizza you can enjoy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a superhero movie, kind of. Yeah, just, 
<laughs> it just is. It's not great. It's nothing real special. It's just another MCU movie, and in the grand scheme of things, it it just led up to Loki getting hold of one of the Infinity Stones for what's coming next. <laughs> and that's Infinity War. Well, after Black Panther. That one I'm actually looking forward to. Because after I'm seeing not, the I'm not trailer, to it Black looked Panther. really interesting. <laughs> I want to look forward to Black Panther, but it's just going to come down to another version of Iron Man. Rich guy with a fancy suit, and in the third act, it's going to be him just fighting someone else that has the, the same or similar version of his suit. I mean, that's what Ant-Man was, that's what Iron Man 1 and 2 was about. That's the one thing that kind of sucks about superhero movies. There's Even to so a point, that's can... kind of what Doctor Strange was about. I mean, it wasn't a suit, but it was another another Doctor Strange-esque character. What's his name? Hannibal. You got to fight Magic Hannibal. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. It's all blending together. So I think that's going to wrap it up for our, our very shitty sword review. Uh, the spoiler-free part going, yeah, we really enjoyed it. To a half hour of it isn't that great, but we still like it. I don't know. Maybe we are just Marvel fanboys. Maybe the internet, maybe all those DC people are right. <laughs> maybe that's why all those DC people like the DC movies. They could be like, yeah, we like it. And then just bitch about the same thing we hate. But then in the end, they still at the end just go, yeah, we, we like it. I don't know. Up is down. Down is up. Black is white. White is black. Are we in the Upside Down? Wait, you don't understand that joke. I don't watch joke. Stranger Things. <laughs> Wait, is Stranger Things based off of a Weird Al song? Everything you know is wrong? <laughs> no, but it looks like you need to watch Stranger Things. I've tried. I watched the first episode when last year when it came out and didn't draw me in. I watched the second episode recently and it... I don't know. I don't... There's so much shit I'm, like, not caught up on. I'm not caught up on Kimmy Schmidt. I'm a season or two behind on House of Cards, which, good news, I don't have to now, because it's just <laughs> going to get canceled, I believe. They, they, they fired Kevin Spacey off of it, but I don't see how they can salvage the show, because they write the entire season before they shoot it. And they had already started shooting the season. So in order for them to fire him, they would have to drastically rewrite the entire season. But they've already been shooting. So it's just gone now. Because every celebrity we know is a monster. Well, like I started saying before, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, go see it. Um, <laughs> the next review we'll be doing will probably be Justice League in a couple of weeks. I'll record another episode for next week. I'll figure out something to rant about. Maybe I'll go off on a rant on celebrities. There you go. You have plenty of yep. stuff to work with. All right. So until next week, write a list of celebrities that you really like. And over the course of the next week, just slowly cross them off the list once they start trending on Twitter. 